The following show features episodic breakdowns of jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're three lifelong fans of the show reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. <clears throat> um, I, uh, Chris? Awkward. Chris, where are you? Chris? Oh, Jay, did you check on Chris today? No, I did not. Why? Was I, was I supposed was it my yeah, to... Yeah, I, I, did I not text you about that? I thought you were supposed to fly from Calgary over to his place in Toronto, right. knock on his door to wake him up. Because we do. know he has trouble waking up for these 11 in the morning recordings. Right. Did you so, do that? No, I did not. I uh, I thought it was your turn this week. Sorry, buddy. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Maybe it was. Maybe. Yeah. Because we have shared custody over Chris. A lot of people don't realize this. Yeah. One of us always has to check in. No, I guess he's not going to be joining us this week. No, and that means. No. But the that great it's part on- is we're still friends, though. Like, oh, through it all. You, you yeah, know? I mean, and, yeah, and yeah. look, I would never talk bad about you in front of Chris, and I hope you would say the same about me. We're putting our differences aside, uh, and, yeah. and, and we're just trying to give Chris the best uh, childhood that that he could possibly have. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is a bit of a child, though. Um, well, yeah, it, a bit. On. I think he's lovable, I think, though. He's a lovable I think child. Children are a bit Chris. I think that's the new. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh i guess that means the responsibility of determining the uh the fact of the day falls to me we are doing today wild boys season two episode five we are going to be uh going to the australian outback and jay i think you actually predicted this on last week's episode didn't you yeah no shit man i was just fucking around too like i honestly no joke no word of a lie maybe you don't believe me but i did not look at the titles no peeking here like i had no idea so i've never been so stoked to hear that intro music before like (laughs) fuck yeah I, I got no, it right. I do believe you because I got uh, Africa right when we went back to Kenya. I wasn't as on the nose as Australia to you. But look, if you're guessing continents and I guessed a continent, I think we're both equally correct. Because sure. Australia is Australia's a continent, right? <laughs> Give me a break. Is, is yeah, Australia that, also a country? Is it a continent and a country? I think sure. it is. I, I don't want to get into any trouble here either because I'll be honest, I didn't do too good in geography, Mikey. So uh, this that is... Geography is my my worst thing in the world as well. I, I could color maps. the shit out of a map, though. I'll tell you that I could color That's all, all they the, had us do. The lines and everything. Yeah, I know. What what know. color? Okay, how about this? You're <laughs> you're looking at a map. You've got a, a pack of crayons. Your uh-huh. first task is to color the United States and Canada. What color are you using for each one? United States and Canada. Well, that's easy. Canada's got to be bright and red, baby. Mm-hmm. Come on, that's our. And then color, what's but, what's the U.S.? I, I don't know. U.S. Uh, just because it's me, let's go like an off brown. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Just because it's a shit color. Sure. <laughs> what about? Okay, I'm not saying that though. Not to I'm put you on the spot. That. What color yeah. are you uh, coloring in China? No comment. No comment. <laughs> Okay, fair. But All I right. see what you did there, and I appreciate it. I just uh, we to really need Chris this episode. That's what we, we need do. right now. He would have jumped on that and just made it as awkward as, mm-hmm. as humanly possible. Um, uh, without him, though, it's on me to get the fact of the day. This this episode came out May 23rd, 2004. And fun fact, Jay, number one song on the charts. I have both U.S. and the U.K. I want you to guess what the number one song. You got to take your brain back to 2004, oh, May of 2004. Okay. What song was playing out? In your disc man, in your were, were iPods man. out at this point, probably. Yeah, iPods would have been out. Yeah. Okay. But listen, this could be 
this is hard because like I know the time period. I know what popular music was like around mm-hmm. that time, but can I at least get you to narrow down or can we like Okay, let me ask you this. Is this like pop music? Uh no live band or is this like more of a rock centric type of type of deal? I think for both of these cuz it's different for the US and the UK. I think for both of them it's it's pop. I think you would call okay. it pop. Maybe one of them R&B might be a stretch, but I would kind of classify it as pop. Uh, I don't know the official title of the track, but is it that Gwen Stefani song about the bananas? Oh, no, it's not. But that's, you know what? That's a really good guess. That's because I think that would have been number one for six years in, in the oh, early yeah. 2000s. Um, I uh, I'm no, 2004, th- right? Like she was 2004. Big she was big. Uh, she was big. Uh, are you, fuck, are you a tough. pre or post- uh, or sorry, a post or or current uh, Gwen Stefani fan in regards to No Doubt. Did you like her better when she was in No Doubt or afterwards? I don't have a lot of experience with her catalog, I'll be honest, but if I was going to pick, I'd probably just go No Doubt because I'm more of 100%. a you know, rock punk kind of guy and that's closer to that, I guess. It's, it's she's cool like as hell. What, yeah. One of my all-time no, crushes cool. of all time, I think. Yeah, um, really? My all-time crushes of all time. That's how I designate it. No, the number one song in the US was Burn by Usher. And the number okay, one song okay. in the UK was uh, F-U-R-B, which stood for Fuck You Right Back by Frankie, which was that. a response to the disc track disc track that Emon uh, uh, put out. Do you remember the song that was like, fuck what I said, it don't mean shit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? There was, a <laughs> di- do, yeah. there was a response to that by someone named Frankie, and that came out. It was called uh, F-U-R-B, and that was the number one song in the UK at that point in time. No shit. Okay. Well, I, I, there's no way I would have gotten that. When you said 2004, my mind went to like uh, Blink-182. They released their self-titled album, and that was like on the charts for a fucking year. I think yeah. I Miss You and Down were like two of the big hits. So I was I was going yeah. there initially, but then you said pop. So there's no way I would have got that. No way. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I wonder if any of our listeners got that. Because I don't know that the, 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 the Venn diagram of Usher fans and Jackass fans, I don't know if that, that intersection is very large. Who knows? But Who knows? Uh, only our listeners. I'll tell you one thing, guys. The intersection of um, uh, venomous crap and Australia is strong here. The, the, <laughs> the wild boys, circle. the wild boys in season two, episode five, man. This is um, th- this is this is exciting, right? Because when you go to Australia, you're expecting there to be a lot of danger, danger at every corner. It's all we hear about. And it might even be a bit of a stereotype at this point. I've never been. I don't know how dangerous it actually is there, but I can only assume with the amount of shit we've seen in 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. It's, Growing up there, I guess you got you get a thick skin to this kind of shit. Like anything can kill it. you at any time. And this is, this is probably like you, you mentioned it being a stereotype, and I don't know that I've ever thought about it like that, but I, I agree. I think Every time I know someone who's from Australia or went to Australia, I can't help but ask them, like, aren't the spiders fucking enormous there? And they're always <laughs> well, just yeah. like, yeah, but there's so much else to do. I'm like, I, 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 I know you guys got funny accents and stuff, but like, aren't the aren't the spiders also don't you have like a spider spray that is only legal in Australia? That's for you spraying giant leaping spiders, because that's like the reason I don't want to go there. And it's because everything's trying to kill you. Yeah. Oh, totally, man. I mean, like. We're even out, out of the outset of this episode, they're in a boat together on a pond mm-hmm. and they're just talking about like it's snakes, it's spiders, it's jellyfish, it's mammals, which I think that's a pretty broad category, Pontius, but we'll take that. Um, what, mammals? Yeah, he threw mammals in there. Um, well, no, because what he said is that Australia has the only venomous mammal 
in okay. the entire world, which That's I think is said. actually a really cool stuff. Because yeah, mammals, you know, it's a it's a whole type of species. I don't know, even know what the classification. Because apparently, not only geography but uh, 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 nature. <laughs> what would the subject even be? Biology, maybe. <laughs> uh, biology, uh, uh, environmental biology, something like that. Uh, so. Yeah. yeah, why why is it though when he says venomous mammals my mind immediately goes to just like the breast milk is tainted, you know? It's just going to be like <laughs> an animal with like six tits and they just oh, squirt, man. you know. Dude, how would a venomous venom. mammal breastfeed? That's such a good point cuz either the the breast milk is venomous or the teeth of the child are venomous. <laughs> oh, Does the child just poison the mother? God damn it Australia, what the fuck? <laughs> like seriously. I love you guys. You like Australia is full of some really rad people and yeah, like Yeah, 100%. I always feel like they really appreciate the shit that they have. And like, I don't know, this is coming from like a music background, but anytime I see a band tour to Australia that I like, they always talk about how cool everyone is there and like how appreciative the fans are. So I'm just blanketing you, Australia, and saying like, you're all like that. So, well, of course, of course, the fans are going to be appreciative, Jay. No, it's Australia is basically its own world. Like, thank they're just thankful someone came to visit them. (laughs) It's they're like, they're like your old relative in an old folks home, just kind of like sitting around hanging out like, I'm so happy you for your (laughs) Remembered about your uncle Mikey, your great uncle Mikey, who's been lonely and destitute and left alone by the rest of his family in a shutterless room with a closed door and the nurses won't go in to see him anymore. He doesn't bathe. He'll barely eat. He yells at voices in his head. But thanks for visiting. Thanks for uh, thanks for visiting me, Blink-182. I missed the concept of human contact. Oh, Jesus. You all right, buddy? Yeah, how much longer do we have in this episode? I uh, quite a bit. Okay, fuck. Wanna... I was going to go check on Chris, but I think I think we'll we'll push through to the end. I was going to say if you want to call in the heavies, we can get Chris. I'm sure there's like <laughs> there is an emergency line listener. Like <laughs> we call is, yeah. him on his regular phone when we want him to join us and if he doesn't answer, it's like a break in case of an emergency, you know, you break yes. the glass. Chris, we need you at this moment, you know, like yes. uh, Yeah. Because the and thing he'll is roll like roll out of bed and be pissed off, but he'll do it. It's mostly just to get the heat off of us, though, in, in this type of situation where <laughs> yeah. we've said something offensive. We've offended an entire continent or country, whichever you prefer. Both. Why not and, both? And now uh, we, we really need the heavies to come in and just kind of mop things up for us. Yeah, take, uh, take a real, a little, run a little bit of interference on the, yeah. on the angry mobs. No, I think Australia. real men in have... black situation here. We need, we need the neuralizer, <laughs> I think, at this point. I, I think Australians have a good enough sense of humor. I, I know Australians and Canadians, which we are often get along very very well for similar reasons we've got a good sense of self-deprecation we joke a lot with one another so australians know i'm fucking around i fucking love australians so um um uh, it's the new zealanders that we fucking hate fuck those dudes yeah hey mikey to prove <laughs> yeah. your love to australia and uh swore fealty to the the nation uh why don't you give us your best Australian accent right now to make good you know, just make good clear things up i think yeah this will uh, garner me some support from yeah. everyone uh I, and okay. he's going to do it too. Okay. Yeah. Because you're already, th- I see the thinking face going on. I'm you're, trying to differentiate how to do, it's between New Zealand and Australia. I can't uh-huh. really get, I don't really know how to separate the two, but crikey. Oh, no. <laughs> going to the outback, mate. Oh, no. I, all I know how to say is, oh, no. And you say, oh, no. Look, listeners, don't be offended if you're from Australia. There's like an 80% chance the first word is going to be crikey in any of these situations. So you got to give them some credit. I mean, well, if someone's doing a Canadian accent, they're going to say, sorry. Yeah. It's a boot time of the first sentence. Yeah. Or a or both. A sorry. A how many times have you has someone tried to do a Canadian accent and they say, sorry, a it's a boot time. That's it. We get it. It's fine. It's fine. I think I've done that. 
that's actually that's usually what I say like nine times a day. So the the imitation is not inaccurate. Well, Mikey, let's snuggle up with the cutesy wootsy fruitsies of the world and (laughs) jump right into season two, episode five. It's time to meet the most ill-tempered, evilest, most deadliest beast of all time. It's the wombat. Yeah, the hairy-nosed wombat too. The hairy-nosed one. And these things, (laughs) I love this, as Steve-O puts it. You know, they're real hard asses. They have these hard pads on their butts. You know, they're hard asses in the sense they like they'll make you do the Q4 reports like three days before <laughs> Christmas Eve and shit. Yeah. These yeah. Motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, did you notice close. here, Mikey, that this stunt is kind of like a wee man sized bull ring without wee man? Oh, my God. That's so true. I would love yeah. to have wee man in this one. That would have made this so much better. This because, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He did the miniature bull ring. One. It, what was that? Was that in one of the jackass movies? Uh, yeah, you're was. right. They did do that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember yeah. which one. I think it might have been the new one, wasn't it? Either no? that or Jackass 2.5, possibly, which we did on the podcast not too long ago. Yeah, could yeah. have been that. Either way, this would have been great with Wee Man. And I got to say, I fucking, I loved this hairy-nosed wombat. This guy was yeah. the biggest piece of shit. He reminded <laughs> me of, like, the the Jawas of the Animal Kingdom, like the Jawas in Star Wars. Just the little shitheads who go around the desert stealing shit from other people. Wily as all hell. Like, these guys looked like they were up to no good in the best way possible. Yeah, totally. And that little mo- motherfucker moves fast, too. Like, he's, it's surprising what you get out of those, those little stubby legs, you know? Surprisingly fast, and he's chasing around Pontius and Steve the whole time, but he's also stunting on them. Like, as he's chasing them, he's just doing 360s in the ground for no fucking reason. It's still, he's like, it's like when Apollo Creed and Rocky are running with, with one another on the beach, and Apollo Creed turns around and runs backwards just to stunt on Rocky. Like, that's what this wombat's doing. It's fucking awesome. Oh, so gay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it really is in the best way possible. Oh yeah, no, those those guys are the best of friends, and we we you can need see to, it in that moment they fell in love. I we love need those to bring back movies, the the, the uh, latent or blatant homoeroticism of eighties action movies. It just made those movies so much better. And Top Gun kind of did that. Top Gun Maverick kind of brought it back because the original is so everyone is so sweaty and oily all the time, <laughs> and it's like they should just kiss. Every every scene should end with. And everyone who's left on camera kissing like that would make the movie so much better. It's amazing. Actually, the the rate of fatalities in that movie should have been way higher if everybody's that oily. I mean, like, just think of all the accidents that have been making. <laughs> you can't hang and, on to a joystick. We're, we're not even talking about flying a plane. We're talking about, like, carrying a dish of hot soup to the mess hall. Like, you just yeah. slip on the ground. The soup goes flying. It lands on your head. Oh, if God. You, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and watch the original Top Gun. And every time they cut back to a scene in a stressful situation, they've just doused the the people in water and oil. It's the strangest looking thing ever. Yeah, it's kind of like the intro to Jackass Forever. They just got, you know, crew on standby with hoses (laughs) of wet grease just ready to spray at a moment's notice. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) So moving on, the boys are going to Tango Luma Island. I think I got that right. Dolphins are here to feed and they feed in the night because, you know, these motherfuckers are freaky like that. Put your keys in the bowl, people. I don't know what's <laughs> up with these dolphins, but uh, Pontius says that these dolphins are like drug addicts looking for a free handout. And luckily, the wild boys are here to give it to them. The this is the first of several kinds of I don't even want to call them segments. They're kind of interstitials in this episode, which was all over the fucking map. Yeah, I was excited about Australia the second time the Wild Boys go back, but this one was one of the most disjointed episodes I've ever seen. Very few of the segments had any substance in them, and this is kind of the same thing. It's just the Wild Boys in shallow water with 
like fins that are attached together like a mermaid, which I found really cool. But they're not <laughs> using them. They're just merman, dad, merman. But they're just sitting in the shallow and they feed the dolphin a, a fish and then the segment's over. I was like, yeah, that's it. That's just yeah. weird to me. It's a fake out, right? You think, oh, this is going somewhere. We got a good couple minutes here swimming with the dolphins. No, there's like none of that at all. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I do like the comments, though, by Steve-O talking about, we got to get these dolphins back to a secure, happy place. He's talking <laughs> about the tanks, people. But listen, like, hear me out. This is where uh, we can put those blowholes to good use. And right after saying that, they swim up to <laughs> Pontius and Steve-O. <laughs> Steve-O just looks at the dolphin. He's like... God, I want to get into that blowhole. Yeah, and I just yeah. started losing it because it was just like such an offhand comment, but it's so pervy and it's just it's perfect. it's almost like it was good. It was funny. That made me yeah. laugh. But it's like, does that single comment make the the stunt worth or the segment worth oh, putting in? Yeah. I don't know. No. But that is the only takeaway is is a dick joke. And I'm like, mm, I feel like the wild boys can do better than that. But but we don't. And this that will this will not be the first time that I make that comment in this episode. I, I was I was fairly disappointed in this episode to be honest yeah unfortunately uh there's a lot of missing pieces i guess you could say yeah um but for this one as well we get uh a special edition steve-o wake up here they're on a mm. boat and it you know you're used to seeing steve-o in the back of the van they slap him on the face or put a dick on him or something <laughs> yeah this time they're on a boat so it, i kind of took me a second to go oh shit yeah i know they're in open water right now um but yeah, just another one of those short little interstitials. I don't have much to say about it other than well, the the good thing, the only thing I want to say about this one, it's it's they have the the snake sock puppet, which it's yeah. it's nice to see that guy come, but the black mamba uh, and all three people on the boat with him smack him in the face. And the weirdest thing about this one is that he actually handles it really well. Like usually every time he wakes up, he's fucking pissed off. Right. But in this one, he's like he's smiling, and it was a nice welcome change. You don't always see that when they wake up, Steve-O. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. He was happy. He he, he was well rested. This is not another uh, gumball rally situation yes. by any means. <laughs> He's not uh, sleepo. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to uh, Kurana Croc Farm. Oh, uh, yeah. So what kind of trouble are we going to get into today? The boys ask the crocodile expert and he John says, Lever. yeah, he, he basically tells him like, oh, no, don't want any of that. We don't want to get you into trouble here, boys. But, uh, you know, it's going to happen now. They've got big ones. They got little ones, Mikey. Salt water, fresh water. You take your pick. Whatever kind of croc you like, they fucking got it. And first up, we've got a freshwater croc. This is one of the fastest running crocs. And uh, basically, we're here to just find out, is it a boy or is it a girl? That's what we're doing here. That's why. We're, of course, that's why we're here. Of course, that's why surprised. we're here. But isn't that kind of amazing that you cannot tell whether it's a, a boy or a girl? They yeah. all have vaginas or like what looks like a vagina. It's like a slot underneath their tail. And in order to find out whether it's a male or a female, you have to stick your finger in it and just feel around. Yeah. No, it's kind of like uh, wild that that's the only way to do it's it. It's kind of like I'm playing Overwatch and I, I purchased a loot, <laughs> loot box and uh, you don't know what you're going to get in there, but you got to open it up and find out, don't you? But it's probably going to be a penis or a vagina. That's, loot boxes are weird in Overwatch. I'll take those odds. Yeah. Um, this this listen. one. So when when they 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 wrestle the 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 crocodile to the ground, they tape its mouth shut. Pontius does, and you get actually one of Pontius's intro uh, scenes from the uh, our. The clips that are taken for the intro of Wild Boys is Pontius holding up the, the crocodile. You get that yeah. moment here. They put it on his back and Steve-O sticks his finger in. This made me so uncomfortable. I don't know why. I was like, I almost couldn't believe that they didn't censor Steve-O sticking his finger inside the slit of the crocodile. It was kind <laughs> of gross in, in a way. 
Yeah, it was it was a little bit off putting. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Um, but yeah, this is. <laughs> I loves when, uh, like you know, they get on top of it. They've they've taped the 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 jaws shut and everything with duct tape. By the way, there must have been one of those Australian duct tape trees growing nearby because they had that. <laughs> yeah, they had that handy. Um, but yeah, th- you're right. That little slot, and he's like rubbing his finger in there, and he stays. A, he overstays his welcome, Steve. Absolutely, bit stays a bit too long in there. And uh, yeah, you wonder like. Obviously, it wasn't censored from TV, but I wonder why like censors don't have a problem with this. Because if you'd walked in at that moment, and there's a dude fingering a slot on your screen. <laughs> like that's a pretty big was, red flag. I was I don't thinking, know. I'm like, I would like to clip an ad for our TikTok at Jackass Pod f- for this moment, but I'm like, I'm 90 percent sure that would get banned on TikTok, and yet they put it on public television. It's it's weird. Granted, we are watching the DVDs, so maybe it was censored for maybe. for TV, but I, I I can't remember. All I do know for certain is that you hog tie a crocodile, you duct tape its mouth shut, you stick a digit up in its slit, you are awakening a fetish in this thing that it's <laughs> never going to be able to escape. That crocodile is changed yeah. for the rest of its life at this point. Totally agree. Um, yeah, eventually, though, they got to let the thing go. So they, you know, they get off of it. And what the first thing the croc is going to do out of instinct is flip over, right? Get back yeah. on its feet. And Pontius is holding on a little bit too tight. So he actually gets a pretty big gash on his hand from the, you know, the scales of the crocodile, which is like gnarly. I had no idea they were that sharp, but it cuts them pretty good. Yeah, it could have been a scale. It could have been one of the teeth that kind of like poked yeah. through. His, I don't know what it was, but yeah, he gets a, a gnarly cut and you can tell he's like playing up how little it, it's affecting him for the the sake of John Lever because John's like, I think John was uncomfortable with the idea of having people so close to dangerous animals like this. And you got right. that in the intro when he's like, they're like, what kind of trouble are you going to get into? And he's like, no, 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 I'm keeping you out of tr-. like he's not playing ball. Like he knows how dangerous these things can be. And he probably told him, he's like, guys, please don't get yourself hurt. We've got a reputation to keep. And Pontius, like, because I'm assuming John's behind the camera, like, oh, fuck, I knew something like this was going to happen. He's like, oh, it's no big deal. But it's a nasty gash. It's yeah. It's pretty rough. And yeah. he does the old like Jim Carrey uh, Ace Ventura thing, how Ace Ventura <laughs> yeah, talks yeah. with his butt, but he does it with the cut in his hand, which weirdly made me kind of squeamish when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a little off-putting. I, I thought the exact same thing as you, by the way. I wrote yeah. that down in my notes like it was, yeah, ex- the first thing. I don't know what that is. It, that's funny because that to me, that that reference, that seems so lost now in, in this time. <laughs> like you have to have oh, been around grab- for that. grabbing their ass and speaking out of it is is something that people wouldn't understand nowadays <laughs> well i don't think the first thing they would go is oh yeah jim carrey you know i i don't think people like i think it's there's a cutoff is what i'm saying mikey there's a cutoff for that and i think isn't it, uh i i agree isn't it isn't it so weird though that the things that we grew up on like just references that everyone had to understand because there was no way to avoid it they're now going away like i can't remember if i told this yeah. on the podcast before but I went, I, I dressed up as Ned Flanders one year for Halloween. Exactly. Simpsons. I was going to go there. Okay. Yes. So here's a real life example of it. I went to the coffee shop uh, uh, near me before I went out for, for Halloween. And we were all, there was a group of us, just some strangers who kind of see each other at the coffee shop. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm going to a Halloween party. And they're like, what are you dressing up as? And I said, Ned Flanders. And you get the goal like, oh, ha ha, very nice. You have a mustache. I understand why you would do this. And one person, <laughs> one person says, uh, who's that? And I got like, I must have reacted so poorly that everyone else in the group like <laughs> had to calm me down. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. It's, 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 some people just don't get the reference. I was like, how do you not get the reference for Ned Flanders? Yeah, that was I don't the know. the first time I've experienced that. 
That is nuts, man. And all I got to say is if you were Flanders for Halloween, I, I sincerely hope that Chris was either Rod or Todd in that scenario. <laughs> or both. Or both. Every t- he'd go to the bathroom and he would uh, 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 just change from Rod into Todd and come back and just be another little shithead uh, son of mine. Um, the weirdest thing about that story is I go yeah. to the party. I'm dressed as Ned Flanders. I have a holy Bible in my hand, a sign that says Jesus is watching. And I met my now girlfriend at that party uh, that night. <laughs> you met your mod. I met my mod. Hey. I met my mod Flanders. She was dressed up as a drag queen. And I and that that awoken something in my I guess my uh, my uh, my my Catholic uh, deep rooted sense of who I was in Ned Flanders. I'm a method actor. So I was really embodying it. Yeah. Yeah. That that is ridiculous, man. And I totally get it. Like I, we're at that point now. We're we're losing it, man. Like yep. Simpsons used to be, you could just quote anything Simpsons and everybody would get it. Anybody would get it instantaneously. Snap of the fingers. Yeah. Strange times, folks. Isn't, Strange isn't times. it also like, I feel like the era of a, un, a, a universal reference is going to be gone because like, think about nowadays you go into social media, the meme that everyone's laughing at one hour is going to be completely redundant six hours from now like every reference is so yeah. geared towards your algorithm it's it, it's in and out before you even notice it was there there isn't like a one like one thing that everyone tunes into every week like the simpsons or seinfeld or or a movie that everyone yeah. sees there's just so much content out there i don't think there's ever going to be or or will be very uh way fewer things like this where you can just say something and people will understand the reference yeah, yeah. like even if you didn't watch the simpsons you knew who ned flanders was oh fuck yeah. so i can i can reference thanos and and a lot of people will understand that from the marvel cinematic universe so there are references that people will get but not everyone who doesn't watch marvel movies will understand who thanos is you know no yeah no you're totally right which which makes what we're doing right here feel even more fucking niche. If it, if, <laughs> that's if, very true. If that's, that's even possible. Because uh, now, boy, boys, boys, Chris oh, needs to come back because I can't say boys and make yes. it work. Now, boy, now you're, boy, you're, you're, you're Kratos and I'm Atreus. What's going on here? Yeah. There's a reference that some people might get, a <laughs> God of War reference. Um, before <laughs> we move on yeah, before yeah. we move on from, from this segment, though, I just want to say I did the thing that everyone hates, but I won't be as long with it uh, this time around. I looked up the Kurana, Kurana Croc Farm to get some Google reviews. Okay. I'm going to skip past the five-star reviews, but I want to start pointing out like some funny negative reviews. So I've got a one-star review here, and before I go into that, I just want to say... There's about, I think, like 600 reviews or so for Corona Croc Farm, 4.7 average. So it's probably a great place to go visit if you're in the town, if you're in the area of Australia. Crikey. Um, crikey. Crikey. Uh, <laughs> but this is a one-star review from Ming Ho. Um, food was bad. Much worse than my last visit. 40 minutes wait for food. Make sure kids were fed. Well, it takes a while to cook a crocodile. I mean, I don't know what this guy's complaining about. Why are you going to the crocodile farm and complaining about the food? Like, I don't think that's the first thing that they're expecting you to sit down and do. Do you think that that guy took his family there and didn't see a single crocodile? They just went for the for the meal. Yeah. What brings you folks here? Oh, well, it's our 10th anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, it's her birthday for dessert. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Uh, They'll probably bring you out an old... uh, an outback hacky sack, which we'll see in a in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but now we got to go swimming again. I mean, there's lots of water shit. It's Australia. Sure. You're fucking surrounded by this stuff. 
This time, though, it's one of the ugliest sharks known to the continent, country, etc. Also the world. That thing's fucking gross. Yeah, dude. Uh, this is the Woobagon, and anytime I say any of these strange Australian animal names, I feel like I'm just going to offend somebody, so disclaimer, it's the Woobagon. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shark. It's a type of shark, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, the it, Woobagon uh, shark. It makes me sick, says Steve-O. Like, this is, and rightfully so, like, I'm... Right now, Mikey, I'm just going to say it. I had no idea that Don Vito even had a cameo in Wild Boys, but <laughs> there you go. This guy kind of looks like a uh, like a mudkip, for like the Pokemon, like a mudkip, but like a beige okay. mudkip. Sure. Um, and it just, I don't know, every time I see underwater animals, I'm like, let's just stop exploring. I don't want to see what more this the deep ocean has to offer us because these things are getting grosser and grosser we've seen all the things i don't think we need any more things that live underground underwater. yeah there's more things to come uh you haven't escaped yet how about a spider that eats birds mikey yeah I, at this point i quit fuck this 100 i'm yeah. done i don't need a spider that eats birds why how does that help the food chain that's gotta be <laughs> fucking imagine. something up yeah you get rid of you get rid of things like uh like bees it's like well no pollination and this and that you get rid of mosquitoes it's like well so many animals rely on mosquitoes you get rid of these bird-eating spiders i think the the ecology of australia is going to be better off i can't imagine they're not going to be <laughs> by the way like if if yeah. and the, the the latin name for this was was goliath tarantula which is mm-hmm. absolutely terrifying oh yeah if now that i know these things exist if i go to australia I'm like Val Van Helsinging myself with like a, a like a, a bandolier of that spider spray, just like one, two, three, four, just all over myself at all times, so that I'm never without that spray. And if I think you are harboring a spider on your person, I'm spraying you with it. I'm just constantly <laughs> there's going to be a cloud of this spray around me to keep these spiders at bay. I don't. I'm building up an immunity to it, so I don't have to worry about getting poisoned myself. But fuck these spiders so hard. Is the spider spray a real thing? I thought you it were just is. joking. No, it is a here. real thing, but it's yeah. it's super toxic and it's only legal in Australia. Holy shit! I wonder what they make that out of. Huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Spider spray, Sicilin 25, the leading insecticide in Australia for over 25 years. Uh, it is ideally suited to res- residual spider treatment and provides unparalleled control to due to its highly efficacious. Uh, properties and its ability to provide long residual action. Fucking disgusting. Dude. You see what you do there, Mikey, in the marketing uh, is you put in a bunch of big words so people aren't terrified <laughs> of the cancer causing spider spray that they're selling to people. Well, but uh, Andrew, it's like efficacious. Why wouldn't I want this in my house? Exactly. I love efficacious things. Oh, so do I. Yeah, surrounded by them. Uh, great. <laughs> the gray kangaroo uh, that, you know, based on this playboy spread pose here i think i'd like to fuck maybe i don't know there's something about you you ever see like the 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 very well-defined upper body of a kangaroo they just look like a jacked yep. grandfather at the gym and you're like oh, dude that yeah doesn't look natural no Are this you? is like the arnold schwarzenegger pump and iron age yes. right here <laughs> it's gross but also i'm very interested so keep yeah. on sticking around me i will be like do you ever have those people at the gym that are so awkwardly uh, uh, jacked, but like in an unnatural way that you can't help but just steal glances at them as you're working out? That's this yeah. kangaroo for me. Or at least think about what it would be like to, you know, 
roll around, tumble in the hay, if you will, uh, for sure. a night with one of those fellas. Not that I'm into it. It's just like, you know. It, well, it, I don't know until I try it, but they all call me nerd and thing. won't get close to me. I want to know how the proportions change things, like what positions are no longer <laughs> legal in this situation. You know, it's, it's but I interesting will, to me. I got to be honest. If I am going to bed with one of these people or the kangaroos, um, I will also have spider spray on me just in case because I know they're much stronger than me and I will have no control if they want to uh, 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 take things up a notch. So I'm going to I'm going to keep some spider spray with me for sure. What about a lady that's so buff that, uh, you know, the natural look of a breast starts to disappear? You know what I say to that? Good on them for working out harder than I do. Um, yeah. If, if that's the, the look they're going anybody. for. Fantastic. Um yeah, I'm just saying, would I, you fuck? Would you fuck somebody with that mus- musculature? And uh, I have know. actually, so I think the answer is yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> was this was this before? Uh, this no, is before mind. my current partner. Yes, <laughs> yes. I don't need to ask. It's not important. I'm just curious. Listen, guys. One thing I got to say though is whether you're into kangaroos, uh, mus- muscly ladies. Or, you know, you just want to go fuck someone in a in a furry costume. I think you've got that on display here, too, because skating in the kangaroo costume is way better than I thought it was going to be. As soon as Pontius came onto screen here, you know, hitting the ramps and he's fucking wearing that that outfit. It was just like, yeah, I, this is wild boys and skating. need This needs to happen more. A hundred percent. Awesome. Anytime the wild boys show an animal and then cut to the wild boys wearing that animal's outfit skin costume whatever you want to call it i'm excited about it and i was really surprised and impressed actually with pontius's skating abilities he pulled off a couple decent tricks i didn't realize he was that good yeah no he actually impressed me as well like i i didn't same as you i didn't know he was that much of a skater but Mm -hmm. you know he picked up a thing or two in his time from the looks of it it's it's funny though because they they're very clearly trying to trick you into thinking that this skate park is right near all the kangaroos because like pontius will do a move and then it'll cut to the kangaroos watching but like very clearly in two different areas which is fine you know i'm not not knocking them because it it makes for some funny images but there's no way that the kangaroos were right next to the skate park here all i want to know though mikey is that uh the next thing we see is steve-o in the in the kangaroo costume yes it almost made me forget all of the shit that i just saw and how excited i was to see kangaroo skating because when i saw a kangaroo in stilts doing stilt jumping pretty good all i could think was When's that video game franchise launching and is Weird Al on the soundtrack? Because if it is, I'm, I'm in. Count me in. Okay, what, what is, okay, what's the premise of this game? What are you, are you, uh, are, you're the kangaroo and you're jumping around? Yeah, you know, they just give you an open level to go play with, various jumps, you know? I'm thinking like a Tony Hawk's pro skater, but you're on a pogo. Or, there sorry, was still. there was a uh, uh, kangaroo video. There was like a, a very old one that was like Atari based, but there was also a mascot called uh, Cow, like Kao the kangaroo, like K A O. It was just like a, that. He was a, a mascot in a video game, so you can get your wish if you want. It's out there. I don't know if Weird Al's on the soundtrack though. That I can't guarantee you. Well, yeah, you pretty much need that. I mean, every every yeah. Tony Hawk entry needs its Superman. Am I right? Yes. Yes. And uh, in fact. Now we're we're getting into the weeds here. If that actually were to happen in some strange alternate universe, the Weird Al track would have to be a cover of Superman, but parodied. Otherwise, a I'm co- not in. A cover of 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 Eminem Superman or of the Superman no, no, no. Uh, song from Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, come on. Um, that would be I would that would be a great song. I feel like uh, like yeah. that kind of ska upbeat music would be great for Weird Al to parody. 
But uh, hey, Mikey, I don't know about you. I'm not. I'm not just a wilder dude. Mm. I'm a reptile lover as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you go off, Queen. So, uh, blue tongue skink is up next, and Stevo. He loves to share candy with these <laughs> lucky lizards. Let's say, and I can't help but feel when he says candy. That's that's in air quotes. Hard air quotes on that one. <laughs> yeah candy, candy candy we'll see what else he's sharing with it that actually you know what you bring up a good point and i've been meaning to ask this at the beginning of every episode they say no animals were harmed in the making of this show do you think any animal has been because there's even later in this episode with the the uh, uh pontius picks up a, a water a water dragon and he basically like hucks it off of a, a bridge. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you know the guy didn't get hurt? How, how specific are they being with the, the term hurt? Yeah, listen, Mikey, I always take that with a grain of salt because let's be honest, they're not going to tell you, yeah, we broke three koalas necks and uh, <laughs> we shattered the pelvis of a uh, of a, um, you know, a baby kangaroo. But every, you, no one else you, was harmed. No, no one else was. What if at the beginning of every episode you had four animals were harmed in the making of this episode yeah. <laughs> three they give you the actual count of how many they hurt i'd be like fuck this show is rot. like Dude, this yeah. is as wild as it gets if that shit happens and there's not that many people on set to see it there's there's an unspoken thing everybody looks at each other are we cool we're not we're not yes. talking about this right i'll give you a paper yeah, no no they, they they sweep <laughs> it under the rug for sure so uh Moving on, though, up next, we've got the gnarliest bush dude ever. He's here to show us his bush, and he's an Australian citizen, Mikey, so, you know, the outback is is his bush. We're here to visit his bush. You must understand. Yeah, of course, for a um, little walkabout. So they're going to go through and start off by start off by eating some plants and flowers. Um, I guess this is a thing now that we're doing. We're just hiking through the swamp, having a little snack together. I love that <laughs> the, the guide here, he says, check your feet for leeches every now and then. But he says it so nonchalantly. And maybe that's just because I'm a giant pussy when it comes to murky waters. But if he told me there was leeches in there, I would have started running to get to the other side of the swamp as fast as possible. Thankfully, he told them that when they were close to the shore. Because I, if I were in the middle, I would have started panicking just, just like you. The idea of a, a barefoot walkabout in the in like ankle deep or like knee deep water. No, thank you. Not a chance. And no. then you got Dave Hitchin, this guy just being like, yeah, there'd be heaps of leeches in there. Like, don't say that so casually. That's a wild <laughs> thing to say. You cannot say that without no. you being in hysterics. Otherwise, I don't believe what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly desensitized to this because they ask him, hey, what happens when you get a leech? He just says, yeah. It sucks your blood. Like, so <laughs> it's like not even a thought to him. He's already forgotten yeah. that he's yeah. told them that. He doesn't care. Um, but hey, if leeches aren't your thing, don't worry. When we get to the other side, we've got giant centipedes to play with. Uh, this one walks into frame and we get told that the pinchers on this thing can sting. So, of course, naturally, Steve-O is going to pull his pants down <laughs> and we're just going to stuff that thing right in his crack. Right in his butt crack, which gives, I think, the best joke of the episode, which we'll get later. Uh, and when we cover it, we'll we'll kind of mention what that is. But while this was happening, like, I don't know that there's a living thing on the planet that I think are more disgusting than centipedes and millipedes and things with way too many legs than they need. Like, you do, there's snakes are fine. They're doing great. And they don't have a single leg. What makes you think? You d you need a thousand of them. That is yeah. unruly. It's gross. And I in this in this vein of thought, Jay, do you think 
that centipedes know how gross they are? Like, do you think that they have an awareness of that? Or do you think that they're just kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm the or it's flip side. Do you think there are by centipede standards, sexy centipedes? No, I think there are. If you're a centipede. Yeah, you're 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 horny all the time. You know, you see one of your kind. You're like, fuck, we look good, don't we, guys? I, I do, however, think that if you showed them the movie The Human Centipede, they'd be offended. Oh, I yeah, think I think so. That's that. cultural appropriation. We don't want to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think other insects find centipedes gross? Ooh. Okay. Uh, depending on the insect, I think worms would be a little jealous. You know. Yeah, yeah. Give them give jealous. them half the number of legs. They'll make do. Yeah, but I think most most insects would find them repulsive. Yes. <laughs> Do you think worms believe they're going to grow up to be snakes one day? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I fucking hope so. Those poor motherfuckers. My last my last question for you in this in this line of questioning, and I am keeping track of it, and I will be using this information against you someday. Cool. You mentioned that some centipedes will find other centipedes attractive. What do you think the most attractive thing about a centipede can be to another centipede? Hmm. I, like I want to say the ass because it's got a little jiggle to it because <laughs> it you've got think about it you've got such a long gelatinous shaft in between yeah. the ass and the head it's not like the way when you see I've got a long gelatinous shaft between my ass and my head as well <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not like when you see you know a guy or a girl that you like and they're walking away from you and you see right. you, you, you look at their butt you see how it moves maybe there's a little jiggle maybe the hips kind of sway a little bit yeah. I can only imagine if you're a centipede that's it's like that phenomenon but like fucking turned up to a hundred okay it's gotta be so one more question then okay this is this is going back to the crocodiles yeah, it's okay i don't like my job anyway so i, I you know <laughs> what this is going back to the crocodiles do do crocodiles not know if they are homosexual until the act of like trying to have sex with their partner because the you cannot tell this is what they told us in wild boys you cannot tell whether uh, another crocodile is male or female until you stick your finger up there. So is a crocodile like, I am very attracted to that other crocodile. I want to start a family with that crocodile. And then that crocodile finds out that that other crocodile is a dude. And it's like, mm. well, I guess that that settles it then, you know? Do, yeah. Or, or yeah. do you think they know? Do you think they have an inherent knowledge of what the gender of another crocodile is? I think it's a, it's a going to take a sip of your coca-cola and it turns out <laughs> yes. to be like a hot coffee and you're just for a second <laughs> yeah. like oh wait wait a minute that's i'm not, too I'm bad. not upset yeah. this just isn't what yeah. i was expecting yeah i think it's yeah. that type of situation i think so um, yeah yeah and it's next fine. thing you know I you're mean, starting a family with this hot coffee instead of a coca-cola <laughs> yeah yeah that's it hey but you know what speaking of my job it is my job to keep this fucking train on the tracks which <laughs> it's on fire it's in pieces it's fallen off a ledge it's okay yeah. You know what? We're we're doing the best we can. If you need to blame somebody, though, there's a guy. His name's Chris Aaronworth. Yes. He will take your complaints. Uh, back to Australia, though. Listen, we, we've we seen the giant centipede. We've been introduced, but how about a travel companion, Mikey? Do you think he'd make a good travel companion? I think the centipede might, unwilling or otherwise, because it gets lost in what they think is Steve-O's butt crack. Uh, they, they, can't, they don't find it. They know they put it in his pants. But they can't find it in his pants. They assume it fell out. So he just puts his shorts up there. And you know, I don't want to I don't want to reveal too much. But yeah, no, I know we may hear a little bit more about this later on in the episode. We might. We might. But for the meantime, spread. B- 
bend over and spread instructs Pontius <laughs> because they're trying to get this thing out. Like it got lost in there. Steve was taking his pants down. Like he's naked and they can't he's find the naked. centipede. Yeah. Which is incredible. So in my mind, yeah, the centipede's long gone, right? Of course he is. We'll find out. But they keep walking in their walkabout. And who would have thought that there'd be too much walking in a walkabout as we as we find out here. <laughs> And this is where they come across what I referenced earlier, the Outback Hacky Sack. I believe they actually call it the Aussie Hacky Sack. The Aussie Hacky Sack, yeah. Steve-O holds on to it. It's, it's a poo, isn't it, Mikey? That's a poo he's got right there? No, it's, a, it's a rock. It's just a rock. I thought it was a hardened, hardened piece of shit, but... No, I think it was just a rock. Of course I went there. Um, <laughs> yeah, they play with it for a bit. Steve-O does some tricks, and then it's not long until we notice some movement in the ground. It's a hill of bush ants, mm. and... This dude just starts riling them up. He says, get in there, boys. Fucking get in there. And they they are basically just standing in this hill, Steve-O and Pontius, and they're crawling well, all before, over their feet. Before he does it, though, before they do it, oh, like, yeah. he's not just saying, Dave. go do it and laughing at them. This isn't the tribes in, in, in Africa that we've seen who are playing pranks on the wild boys, which which we assume is happening. Mm-hmm. This is him showing them how to do it, standing on the on the anthill and not making a fucking sound. Dave, Dave, Dave uh, Hitchin is is a G. He he wasn't thrown totally. off by the leeches. He ate a fucking flower. He wasn't thrown off by Steve-O just getting butt naked in front of him or the centipede. <laughs> and now yeah. he's just like, okay, standing on an anthill as he's getting bitten. It's fucking wild. Yeah, no reaction, nothing. He doesn't even care. Uh, but then you get Steve-O and Pontius in there and they're doing the little dance, especially Pontius, just really selling it. I love it. He's, you know, jumping up and down. And... Uh, it's it's a great moment, but it doesn't look like it's nearly as bad as, say, the bullet ants we saw no, earlier. No. But it looks like they're selling it a little bit, eh? Maybe a little bit, because I noticed yeah. Stevo. He's he's standing planted for the first five seconds or so, and then yeah. he starts jumping along with Pontius once he sees. Oh, he's doing it. Maybe it almost looks like maybe I should do it too to make this shot more interesting. I, but I got that I vibe know. as well. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like Jeff uh, Tremaine was behind the scenes, being like, "Guys, you got it. You can't just sit there and and mean mug. You gotta pretend like this is hurting you a little bit." Yeah. But apparently, Mikey, these things have a double use. You squish them up, you rub them on your skin, it can work as mosquito repellent. And apparently they smell like just the worst kind of ass. Um, (laughs) But as we're doing... What's the best kind of ass smell like, Jay? Uh, I know you're expecting me to say something raunchy like unwashed, but uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I think they all... I think all asses smell like the worst kind of ass. Yeah, I... Is there a good smelling ass? Maybe in d- maybe in pornography. Maybe because maybe maybe you know, they're they're pretty meticulous about that. But I can't imagine once once the uh, penetration begins, it, that lasts very long. You know? No, no. The ba- once the barrier is yeah. broken, I'm sorry. It's kind of like spraying out. Febreze after you take a huge shit. It's it doesn't make it smell better. It just yeah. smells like Febreze and shit. It smells like you, you know. sprayed shit with Febreze, which exactly. is arguably exactly. worse than the smell of shit on its own. But uh, hey, speaking of the smell of shit, I guess the centipede has had enough because he falls out of <laughs> Steve-O's ass as this, you know, anthill thing is going on. And they say he's had that in his butt for like an hour because they've been hiking. You know, there's been there's been a time lapse here. Um Wow, this was incredible. great. This this was the biggest laugh that I had in the episode was when the centipede returns. But I think it would have been made way better if he coughed it up that would have just oh, <laughs> been the greatest thing in the world so i gotta ask you though do you think there's a chance it went in the hole i mean it was gone they, they couldn't find it he spread no i i, I want to play along 
I would love it if it did go in the hole, but no, it's def- it's a centipede. Those things are creepy as fuck. There's probably one in your room right now that you can't oh, see. Shut they, the fuck they just up right they're, now, they're, man. Shut they're up. masters of disguise. Do you have your spider spray? Because if you did, you'd be able to uh, you'd be able to, uh, to to get rid of it. But if not, you're kind of fucked. So you're telling me the spider spray works on pretty much anything, which just furthers my point that this stuff is just the toxic uh, be all yes. end all, and nobody should touch it. It just kills living things is, yeah. is what it does. Yeah. Okay. So we should just start calling it spray because it's. Yeah. It's an asbestos can or something like okay. that. <laughs> yeah. That's better. Um, so I, I can only hope that years down the road after this experience, Steve-O becomes a superhero or something, saves us all from the uh, <laughs> who knows what. But uh, man, that thing he was in there for an hour. the human centipede. There you That's go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but hey, Mikey, I know we both love science on this fucking show. Oh, God, yeah. I got to ask you, you ever wear a lizard for a hat? I, uh, that's, in fact, I, uh, it's against work policy, but I have tried. Yeah. Yeah. I usually take mine off anytime I go into like a, uh, a church, a church, <laughs> you know, uh, government building. Um, you raise for the, you rise for the national anthem. You have to hold it against your heart. Yeah. Uh, a legion. Yes. Yes, exactly. You know, it's, I say a legion. A large part of our audience probably doesn't know what the fuck that is because that's a Canadian thing. That's true. Thing. Oh, it's is a that a Canadian thing. thing? Well, the Royal Canadian Legion, right? Yeah, but there's also, I, I always assume that to be like any kind of like a group, almost like the Masons or something like that, where there's just like a some militaristic, some otherwise, but there's like places you go to be with a group and there's always like a commemorative hat that you wear when you do it. Okay. Yeah, those hats. Those are something. Yeah. With little tassels. Who wears the ones with the tassels? Does the it French matter? French Foreign Why? Legion. Okay. The French Foreign Legion, yeah. Okay. Hey, nothing wrong with a tassel. I like a tassel. <laughs> right. Uh, koala. We have a koala up next. And it's, if you know anything about koalas, you know, uh, they're just the laziest motherfuckers of the jungle. They, they don't want to do anything. They, they, like, if there was a Netflix for koalas, It'd be it'd be a good venture. Like you would make a shitload of money because all these motherfuckers want to do is just sit back, relax, binge, and eat eucalyptus leaves and get fucking high. They don't want to contribute yeah. to society. They don't want to go out and pay their taxes. <laughs> you know, I I love these things so much, man. They live the greatest life of all time. Like this is the stoner's dream, especially because people applaud them for it. Like uh, uh, Travis, all of our roommates in in university does this and his parents get pissed at him and the university says he needs to try harder but a koala does it and we are like yeah let's go visit them these guys are the fucking best they've got the life they got the fucking life you know what these motherfuckers are like mikey these motherfuckers they'll take a sick day at work <laughs> to go and fight a traffic ticket and, and get like 20 dollars off they'll still pay it but th- yeah. that's that's the kind of mindset we're dealing with here it's this kind of people they'll you know? they'll forget they'll forget that it's their weekend to look after the kid in the separation agreement and make the kids sleep on their couch with like a dirty uh, a blanket that they haven't washed in six years. Yeah. It's this kind of person that we're dealing with. And they're always fucking high eating those always. eucalyptus leaves. I mean, look at the the koala they show on screen. Those are some red fucking eyes. <laughs> this guy is fucking just he's he's blazed out of his mind. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, and all of a sudden, Steve-O starts talking about his dick. He says, when he gets a boner, you can see, I'm just like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> a second ago, you were just talking about the eucalyptus leaves and, hey, this is a high koala. Ha, ha, ha. And now we're talking about his dick? What happened? I feel like we're, we always, we're always one brief comment away from talking about Steve-O's dick. Yeah, but we're talking about the koala's dick. Oh, 
He says it has his penis has nose, eyes, and a mouth. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Is it true? I can't imagine that's true. I don't know. I really I'm gonna, don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a knock on my door by the FBI after I press enter on this search thing, but I'm gonna go, do koalas have <laughs> faces on their penis? God, I can only hope so. Not only do the No. Not only does his penis have two heads, it's pink, very large, and prominently veined. What? Two heads. Okay. I could see the practical ap- application of that. Sure. Yeah. Good for orgies. So is one head for pissing and the other is like strictly for, for coming? Or is oh, this like he- a... It could be. No, I think I think both are for fucking because these koalas just get high and fuck all day long. Okay. Man, we're having fun today. Uh, <laughs> the Rainforest Scorpion. And I got to say, I said it at the top of the episode, there's a lot of variety here in Australia. Like, we're yeah, still listing animals. We've been talking for fucking how long, man? Like, uh, almost an hour, and I feel like we're we're only scratching the surface here, you know? Of how many animals there are. Because there's a, a new segment, and a lot of these segments are just like, pop in, here's this crazy animal, pop yeah. out, and that's it. This one, though, we get a little bit more, and this one kind of contextualizes what we eventually end up seeing in Jackass Forever, right? Eh? Yes, I thought of that too. This is the OG Scorpion Botox, right? Yes. Is it not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pontius gets a good bite though, and he asks, how does it taste? Like stingy. <laughs> <laughs> These wild boys though, man, they're, they're such boys. I love it. Like the shit that comes out of their mouth. Who else would think of that other than these two? It's. I mean, it's almost a result of like not being able to think of anything else. So you just say the first thing that comes to your head because yeah. you just got stung by a scorpion. That uh, and it, it gives a good reason as to why Pontius is the person who's applying the scorpions to Rachel Wolfson when she does scorpion Botox and Jackass Forever. He's, yeah, he's the one who does it because he's done it before. Yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. But um, you're right. When you said earlier in the episode, it is very disjointed because these segments we've been listing off, a lot of them last like five, ten seconds, and then yes. you're on to the next thing. And this is the case. We're now in a in a uh, water tank, and Steve-O, Steve-O, sorry, Pontius, he sits up, kind of, imagine the un- Undertaker doing the, um, you know, <laughs> he's just gotten the rock bottom, you think Ooh. he's going to go down for the pin, and then all of a sudden, yeah. he just rises from the dead. This is Pontius, but he's got two crocs in either hand. And he's really showing off his his musculature he's, here. He's he very, looks very great cut, here. He looks you know? great in here. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's lifting some weights. Um, he lets the Crocs go. They uh, he laughs for a minute, and then they charge him, and he <laughs> promptly exits the tank. And that's that. It's again another one of these short and sweet things. Um, that's it. So now that's it. we're we're not done with the Crocs yet because this next one I think this is going to be the biggest beast we've seen the whole episode. This guy's nasty looking. And as you know, you got to take your pants off whenever you approach a croc. It's their convention. It's respectful. You do it. You don't question it. This is Snappy Tom. Snappy Tom <laughs> is the meanest croc of all time. He's had three girlfriends. He's killed all of them, <laughs> according to Pontius. Uh, I like that we, when a crocodile does it, we celebrate it. When OJ sure. does it, he's a villain. Well, it's, a, it's, it's the animal kingdom, Mikey. Come on. We're civilized people. Hey, These we're are... all just human animals, my friend. Okay. Okay. I got you. But yeah. I do love, speaking of Robert human Durst, animals. Robert Durst, we got a documentary about him. Snappy Tom, we just stick him in a pond somewhere. Yeah. Well, never forget. He's... Snappy Tom's dead by now. Come on. How long do Crocs live, actually? That's are a good like question. mythical but beasts I'm... that live like fucking 500 years? You know? I'm 99% sure that... Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, they live 70 years. Okay. So there is a, a decent chance that Snappy Tom is still alive. Okay. Well, Snappy Tom, if you're listening, um, listen, man, huge fan. Uh, I'm not, not a, I, I think I disagreed with your decision to snap at um, Steve and Pontius here as they showed you their bare asses. But hey, I understand it. it like, if that happened to me, I'd probably want to snap a little too, if you know what I mean. Um, the mom yo, on this fucking yo, guy, we, I have to go over this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Snappy Tom was d- making the rounds. Uh, uh, making he's the still rounds. alive. He's still alive. And he's still, uh, uh, he's got a feisty personality. Yeah, but he he's making the stolen. rounds. What is he like on he, tour? He's, going, right he's now? on tour. He's on tour. He's going to schools. What? Uh, he was at the Holloway's Beach Environmental Education Center, and uh, uh, he got burgled. Someone oh went into their cabin and stole the crocodile. Oh, that's and as of January 5th, 2023, he's back in the sanctuary. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Making the rounds. He's a fucking crocodile. <laughs> Just imagine him he's backstage. Touring. You know? Yeah. Australia is thanking him for visiting. Yeah. He's demanding like, my Australian fans are really great. Carrots and hummus. Yeah, his yeah. rider is is ridiculous. Vitamin yeah. water. Yeah. He says you, he needs three things: M and M's, but only the red ones. A celery plate and two girlfriends that he can kill before his tour is over. That's yeah, in his contract. Yeah, I'll tell you, nothing will get you riled up before a show more than that, right there, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- this is when you see Snappy Tom. I guess I could see why he's kind of a cultural icon and has made the rounds because. As I was saying, the fucking maw on this guy, when he opens his mouth, it is nuts. Yes, yeah. it's dangerous as fuck, but I almost feel like I could just sit in there and have a nice little comfortable. It's almost like a like a lazy boy in there with that big old tongue sticking out. It's like a cushion. It's inviting. You know, there I, are smaller there are smaller apartments in New York City than sure? his mouth. For sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. And um, uh, he looks when he's in the water and just his head is poking out, by the way, he yeah. looks like King K. Rule. Uh, from Donkey Kong, like he 100% is the villain of Donkey Kong, King K. Rule. Just gotta put not, the crown not on. Not the him. villain of, not the villain of Donkey Kong, aka Mario, uh, uh, but King K. Rule. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm privy, man. I, I watched the animated Donkey Kong TV series made in Canada, proudly. It wasn't by the bad, way. was it? Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, same with reboot, go. dude. They made that in reboot. Canada, of course, too. of course, reboot was fantastic. Same studio. Uh, so yeah, that's that. I mean, uh fucking yeah pour one out for uh fucking snappy tom here whenever the day comes never forget never forget like this guy i think he's probably the king of the the crocs he seems like and he also just has an aura about him like he's the tony soprano of crocs like other crocs just respect him because they know that he'll fuck he what's up like i think he wasn't burgled by just a random party of people looking to steal a crocodile. I think he put feelers out and tried to make an escape from the sanctuary and he hired these people somehow as though he like, like El Chapo making a prison escape or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. I like that. We'll end on snappy Tom for now by saying if there's ever a a crocodile that you could cuck for, I think this is the one. Yeah, I think so. I think this is the one. If you're going to go that route, call him up. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's probably going to eat your girlfriend after. So just heads up. That, that's true. Just heads up. There. Looking to get rid of your girlfriend. Call so, up Snappy Tom. Uh, executive producer is walking towards the birds. And Mikey, tell me, who's the executive executive producer on this show? None other than Jeff Tremaine. 
course it is. I don't know what the fuck he's doing out there, though. Why is he walking towards the birds? Like, what is he just it? loves birds and they call him out on it? it. It was really strange. Hey, he's the bird nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about a dangling red <laughs> scrotum, a veiny blue shaft and a hard helmet to top it all off? Here we have the wiener pigeon. A.K.A. the cassowary. Yeah, but nobody calls it that, though. Come no on. one calls it that. It's the wiener pigeon. Yeah. But this is this is again. So between the bird segment with Jeff Tremaine and this one with the wiener pigeon, like literally nothing happens in this one except them calling it the wiener pigeon. And then they Pretty just fuck it. off. Yeah, they just fuck off. That's it, baby. But hey, don't worry. It's camel time. And uh, <laughs> just because, you know, you wouldn't expect to see a camel in Australia, probably, but they adjust well to the arid climate, I I hear. And mm. uh, Steve-O here doing some acrobatics. They're jumping on the camel. He climbs up on this thing and like he's hanging on to the to the hump because he didn't quite clear the jump. And this thing just fucking takes off and he's like riding the hump on this runaway camel. It's pretty great. Good visuals. It seems really talented. And this is the kind of thing I want more of. This is a yeah. good stunt. And Steve-O, you know, barebacking that camel and staying on as it's going what looks like full. Not that bareback. <laughs> it, just something about it doesn't sound right. That's all. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. That's all. Uh, no, this is a great visual. I loved it. I love watching Steve-O bareback animals. Uh, uh, show me that all day, every day. Him riding off into the sunset with a thong as he h- clutches <laughs> for dear life to the one hump on this camel. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he rode that camel all the way to the water dragon, um, which <laughs> apparently if you can catch one, they're worth a fortune at the pet shop. So Pontius, he picks this one up. He flops around a little bit in his hand. Like there's a lot of picking up small animals to see what will happen in this episode. I've yes. Noticed. Yeah. It's kind of a thing. Like it's like it. they didn't have a better idea, I guess. This this animal thrashes around like I've never understood the Pokemon move thrash as like an attack. But that's consistent across a lot of Pokemon until I saw this water dragon move. Oh, yeah. This is why I love having you on the podcast, because (laughs) when segments like this come up and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to say about this. (laughs) You bust out the Pokemon reference and it fits perfectly. That's always what that's always my go to because I'm always kind of thinking about Pokemon. I've already brought up Mudkip before. Now I got the thrash. So, Mikey. Um, if everyone in the world farted at the same time into, a, <laughs> into an air balloon, it would probably fly, according to probably, the Probably, he says, probably. But uh, nothing like the wedge-tailed eagle. And I mean, come on, you, that's the best intro of all time, because these two things are so far from being related, yet it's just great. It's poetry in a way. Um, when they look up at the eagle as it takes off the branch and they go, fly, wedge-tailed eagle, fly <laughs> like an eagle. It uh, it got me. I was laughing at that. And then it lands on Pontius and scares Steve-O, which is, yeah. that is so, that is such a good encapsulation of the Wild Boys, where Steve-O is frightened by it, even though he's not interacting with it, and Pontius is face-to-face with it and as cool as a cucumber. It just, again, stresses how good the dynamic is that they have with these uh with these animals on the show yeah and you know the wild boys are real you know fucking well they are the wild boys after all because i gotta tell you this ain't no ordinary bird like this motherfucker attacks kangaroos small children it's dangerous um and they're they're so high on their own supply at this point that mikey you mentioned diss tracks earlier how about the diss to steve (laughs) Irwin here from steve what's going on do they have some beef was there some beef back then I guess Steve Irwin would have been alive at that point as well, but that hasn't aged well because now he's dead. Oh, very dead. Yeah. Uh, and you what? wonder, like, the circumstances surrounding his death were so mysterious. Did he watch this episode and stab himself with a stingray? That's the only thing I can think happened. Look, if you're trying to create, like, a Tupac mystery here, I'm not buying <laughs> it, man. I'm not buying it. 
But there's uh, Big E, there's Steve O. Yeah, I think there's something we could write into this. <laughs> so up next, we've got the Water Python Puppet Show. This is the grumpiest of all the pythons. And uh, I, I'm kind of starting to understand why Chris isn't here this episode now. It's starting to make a little more sense. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of snakes, a lot of snakes. Um, so, I mean, this is, like I said, the grumpiest of all pythons, except for mine, when I skip arm day, of course, notwithstanding. Um, he... Yeah, I know it was a terrible joke. Fuck off. He, he, <laughs> he constricts and kills a koala stuffy that they've brought. And it's basically, this is just, I, I feel like I don't really know what they're doing here. Like, was there a time constraint? Could they just not think of something better? I, I get it. They've interacted with a lot of snakes on the show. So there's only so many things you can do. Yeah. But this didn't do it for me. Like, I feel like they thought, okay, cool. If we have this koala hand puppet, that'll be enough to carry it. But not, it not looks really. it looks like they're immediately bored with it like they yeah. they're not excited about it and and uh uh and they're not getting the reaction out of the snake you know maybe they should have done what they did in jackass 2 where pontius puts the snake puppet or the the sock puppet on his dick you know like just do the same who knows but like this one just didn't feel f- fun i didn't think i feel i felt like everyone gave up on the bit before it even started and that energy kind of sold uh, or, or 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 refuse to sell the bit to me. Yeah, definitely. The refusal to sell is a is a good point because even Steve-O, I think, acknowledges that, okay, maybe this isn't coming across the way we want. So he tries to save the bit by pulling his pants down and asks Pontius, like, get this snake to bite my ass. America will love this, as he puts it. <laughs> and uh, he derobes and tries to get the bite, but Pontius is the one who gets the fucking bite and Steve-O gets <laughs> jealous that he didn't That's, get bit. That is good. That's really so, good. Yeah, that, they tried their best to salvage it, but yeah. like there was a lot of just like strict animal being introduced to the camera. I wanted a little bit more silliness or stunt oriented kinds of things in this episode and you didn't get it. And for something where they tried to introduce the puppet, maybe that's what they had slated as like another non nature documentary style sketch. And because that didn't work, I don't know, the episode just kind of fell flat a little bit to me. And and I feel like there was an, a, an opportunity to save it with something like this and they just didn't pull it off. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I think the highlight of the episode that we both kind of talked about came earlier with the, um, uh, no, I'm drawing a blank now. What was Are you that? talking about the, the camel? No, 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 or no. The walkabout? You had said, uh, see, it's, this is ridiculous. We've just spent an hour talking about the fucking thing. And I don't even I don't even remember. It is the centipede, but yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, man, what do I have Alzheimer's <laughs> or something? Listen, uh, um, we end on a strange note here, though. What a weird note to end on! Holy shit! It feels like yeah, they're just filling for time, and that's probably what happened because again, we remind you this is for broadcast TV, so they have a quota of like you need this many, you yep. know, hours in a season or whatever. So every episode has to be this long. They are in a gondola, um. And Steve-O starts freaking out when we when we meet them here. And he's 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 going, oh, no, oh, no. And I'm thinking, like, okay, like, are they about to, like, drop off the edge of the cliff here? Like, he seems really frightened. What's 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 happening? Like, is something wrong in the gondola? No, it's just that someone farted in there, and it's so nasty that he, he hangs his head out the window and starts puking. And that's all that this is. And that's the end of the fucking episode. It, if, just, it was really weird. Really in weird. a better episode with more consistent sketches... This would have been funny as an interstitial, but to end off the episode, it's like, what are you guys doing? The only takeaway is the fact that he actually throws up out of the gondola and you, you, you can maybe believe that it landed on someone and they, 
either to this day don't know what happened to them to just have been puked on yeah. or got puked on and then one day saw this episode of wild boys and finally put two and two together that would have been great yeah the, the old family on vacation there uh, yes get their tickets to go up in the gondola and then uh surprise that's like how did you dave matthews band on his touring bus once uh emptied their tour buses uh uh toilet like their their uh septic tank yep off a bridge and it landed on a boat underneath the bridge oh no oh (laughs) i mean look i'm used to uh uh uh, dave matthews putting out a lot of shit but like not literally you know (laughs) yeah that that is uh that is just like a magnitudes worse man like i can't oh just the thought of that like (laughs) imagine if it like kind of like the timing was off too when it emptied and you got like a couple drips first you know you just you're in your boat like oh is it gonna I think it's going to rain. You look up and you just see like, the, you know, the cloud oh. just coming towards you. I would legitimately there would be an, there would be an element of my life. I feel like I would be traumatized forever. That would yeah. be awful. Stick your tongue um, out a little. Oh, it's raining. It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> How often are you doing that? When it rains, you stick your tongue out. I don't think I don't anyone. Know. Maybe when it snows. It's maybe more of a snowflake thing. Yeah. 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 Jay, do you want to get into our MVPs and LVPs of this this episode? I certainly do. As long as you go first. Sure, I will go first. My MVP in this one, this is an easy choice. Actually, difficult because it's between okay. two entities, but I think I'm going to have to go with the centipede uh, because it's just, it knew the timing of it was perfect. <laughs> it's like a joke where the punchline shows itself and then buries itself and comes back at the exact right time. It disappeared for just enough time for you to forget that it had happened. And then it shows up again and gives us what I think is the best laugh of the episode. So the centipede is my MVP of wild boy season two, episode five. Okay. No, I, I think the centipede is a great choice and I almost went with the centipede as well, but there is one gentleman in this episode that really impressed me because we've talked about how dangerous this landscape is. And it was the tour guide through the swamp. Dave, yeah. I think his name was. Yeah, he, his name was his name was uh, was Dave uh, Hitchens, I think. And uh, yeah, Dave Hitchens, Dave Hitchens. Yeah, exactly. And like Dave, he he didn't give a fuck. Like he was to me, he's like pure blood Australian, whatever that yes. is. Because the fact that you can just walk through a pond of leeches and brush it off, go stand in the ant hill and not even like shrug or anything was that's gnarly. And I want to believe that those people exist in Australia. And he was proof of that. So you guys. You know, you're you're hard. You're fucking hardcore down there. And I appreciate that. Dave, you win my MVP this time. He is a pure blooded Australian, which means he has half O positive and half fosters is is what exists Foster. in his bloodstream. What's that yeah. fucking shit they put on uh on bread down there? Uh Vegemite? Oh, Vegemite, Vegemite, yeah. yes. Got a little bit of yeah. that in there too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Consists of fosters, vegemite, and whatever his blood type is. Yeah. By the way, I've uh, never L- tried vegemite ever. And I, I am curious. If someone I'll keep it that way. I don't if someone need to. lives in Australia and that you listen, please write in at Pod and just try to describe it to us. Give us give us all the details. Texture, flavor, consistency, whatever you got. It's I, I don't need to try it. You can send it to Jay and I'll take his word for it, <laughs> whatever it ends up being. Um, you think um, we could get a Vegemite sponsor on the podcast? Do you think that could happen? Could we line that up? You, you know, know what? If you're in Australia, yeah. let's let's do it. Let's let's, let's get let's get it lined up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you got a lifetime supply and it turns out you just fucking hate the stuff and they just keep sending it to you. 
Mm, I would probably just start putting it in other people's peanut butter jars and hope that they don't <laughs> notice the difference. Dude, that is a really elaborate prank. I don't, first of all, <laughs> how are you getting into people's homes to just start putting it in their peanut butter jars? And after the fact, Easy. what are you doing with all that peanut butter? I've got I've got Snappy Tom. He's going to get me access because he just, he's the El Chapo of the Animal Kingdom. Uh, okay. He'll get me access to everyone's place. And I don't need to take the peanut butter back with me. I'll just I'll give it to Snappy Tom. I'll give him the peanut butter. I'll replace their peanut butter with Vegemite and be on my merry way. Yeah. 70 year old, uh, 70 year old crocodile <laughs> dies from peanut butter overdose. <laughs> Source yeah, turns, unknown. Out, turns out Snappy Tom has a peanut allergy. You're like, fuck. <laughs> um, um, okay. So I'll go with my LVP. Uh, this is going to be a, a bit of a strange one, but my LVP for this episode is going to be Jeff Tremaine. Uh, oh. Did not orchestrate a good episode. This, you know, it's Australia. There's so much to do and it just felt lazy. And there's only so much blame you can put on Steve-O and Pontius. They're trying their best but there just weren't any good ideas here. And, and you know, without knowing exactly who's responsible for the conceptualization of the ideas versus filming and editing, I'm not sure. But Jeff, I'm sure the buck stops with you. You're the highest paid person on site and you're the one who let this episode go out as is. And I wasn't that satisfied with it. It's too fucking busy, like chasing birds and bird watching <laughs> and shit, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, this could have been a better episode. I, I'm a little bit disappointed to say that even because... I always have fun with Wild Boys. I don't think I've been too critical on an episode. Like, I know it's even with some of the Jackass episodes in the past, I've said, I didn't really like this one. They could have did better. And I feel like now this might be one of the first times I'm saying that for Wild Boys and really feeling it. And it's yeah. kind of a bummer because, like, I always yeah. have so much fun with, with Steve-O and Pontius that... You know. I agree. I think there were moments like this in season one, but so far season two has been really good. And this has been the first kind of misstep. So, you know, I'm not I'm not souring on Wild Boys, but this was just not the best. And I wonder yeah. if they just had so much footage from season one episode, uh, the, the season one Australia episode that they just cobbled together an episode, this episode using that extra footage, maybe. Um, but this one just in general, I wasn't wasn't too sold on it. Yeah. So LVP um, for me. Yeah. Unless you had another thought. No, no, no. Go for it. Okay. LVP for me on this one. It's worms, man, because they don't know <laughs> that the whole fucking world is laughing at them. You know, they're like <laughs> the 18 year old worms. Yeah. They're like the 18 year old who says, I'm going to get a liberal arts degree. <laughs> hey, and then wait, they go to I college. Fuck. And uh, you might just be a worm, Mikey, but stay tuned. Well, uh, stay tuned. You know, they don't know. They think they're going to go and, you know. They're going to go and make it big with their liberal, liberal arts degree. And you got to support easy. them because you love them at the end of the day. But when they leave the nest and you see them out there all dried up on the concrete after a heavy <laughs> rain, you just wonder, that motherfucker didn't make it. Didn't make and, it. Uh, and look, I, I am often compared to a dried up shriveled piece of shit on the concrete um, after a heavy rain, rain being my tears. So I can also relate to these liberal arts worms. Yeah. Listen, I'm not shitting on you if you got a liberal arts degree. It's fine. We all made terrible decisions. It's fine. it's fine. I'm sure there's some usage for it. I'm just saying, we all know you're jealous of the centipedes of the world. Yes, they okay. have way more legs than us. That's okay. I I want to say before we before we uh, uh, go out, there is a review that I found on uh, for for our podcast on Jackass, and it is it, it is a a review. It says, "Yo." That's the title. Yo. The uh, review is Hi from Australia. Love hey. the banter. There you go. Oh, I was expecting more. But no, still, no, Rad from Australia. I love you. Yeah. Um, fuck yeah. yeah. Send us some Vegemite. 
please do. Please hook us up because I don't even know. I don't think you can even buy that here. I've never seen that before. I doubt it. Which is I crazy. doubt it. You'd think like there'd be someone importing that stuff or, or whatever, but um, yeah, I guess that takes us to the end of. Oh, another you can episode. order it on Amazon. Actually, you can order it on Amazon. No shit. Yeah. All right. Well, who knows? Maybe in the next episode or episodes <laughs> future, we'll do the Vegemite test. I don't know. Probably not. Send us some. Vegemite. Probably not. Um, yeah. Hey, if you want to chat with us at Jackass Pod as usual. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever you want to find us, we are there and you can come check out our stuff. And uh, yeah, thanks for all your support over the, I I can almost now say over the years, we're actually getting yeah, pretty true. close to two fucking getting years, close. which is mind blowing. It does not feel like that. So yeah, I just want to say thanks for everybody who uh, listens in every week. And if you rate and review the show, that always helps us as well. We like to remind you every now and then, because I think if you, at this point, like I remember Mikey, when we started out, there was a point where you type in jackass podcast and we were just we were ghosts, you know? Yeah. Now, if you type in jackass on a podcast app, not even jackassed, but jackass, we yep. come up. And like, I, I take pride in that because, man, we stuck it out. We've been here for this long. Fucking A. It's all because of you guys, though. So Hell thank yeah. you for for doing it and um, for tuning in every week. We love you. Well said. But yeah, I think that's it. Unless you have any closing thoughts on this episode of Wild Boys. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm excited about the next episode. Let's give a prediction. Where where do we think we're going next week? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Shit. Okay, so Australia. We we did Africa. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go. say somewhere in the United States. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like an offshoot. Okay. Yeah. I'm just look. I don't want this to be my guess, but do you know of is there a, a Wild Boys episode that takes place in some like remote? northern place that's really fucking cold like alaska. like antarctica well antarctica would be south they've we've done alaska alaska was season one but oh, they, they can always okay. go back yeah yeah okay well i'm not you know what i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the competition and i might lose all my fans and all the goodwill i've generated over this episode but let's pick new zealand Ooh, that was my pick last week but uh let's see i'm excited i i, I would love to see new zealand and see how it stacks up to australia Two-Faced Jane over here. Two-Faced Jane. Can't <laughs> trust him. And hey, with that, we thank you again for tuning in to Jackass. We'll see you next week with another episode of The Wild Boys. Until then, bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been Jackass. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!